Hi, uh, this is Aiden. And I'm And welcome to On Air, an Ensemble Stars podcast. A lot has been happening lately. Honestly, OnStars has really, I feel, ramped up the like constant output of new material since the like old days, you know? There were times, there were like dry, dry spells back in 2018 where all you could really expect was a new event in Scout. There's always like campaigns going on and there's two gotchas instead of one. Then they're making music videos. Mm-hmm. All kinds of stuff. And we've got a lot to talk about. What What do you want to start with, babe? Cut. <laughs> we can start with the oldest stuff, how about? The double-face nonsense. You thought it was nonsense? Yes, I did. I thought, number one, Kaku has gotten, like, five extra five stars on top of like his his allotted ones well we'll get to that yeah um and so having another kawaku centered event was um frustrating for me he does feel like a representation of like what's wrong with nuance stars Mm. I I might just I might just resent him and blame him for taking on stars away from me. I know that Rene also had a hand in that, and H you really when you get down to it narratively. Anyway, this is an episode about why New Era on stars. <laughs> oh, you mean every episode? Okay, that's that's I can't really say that because they've been putting out stuff that I really liked a lot of it this past year, but this. Sakura event was not one of them. I also thought the music video was oh the song was it fine, was mid. but it the was the video was not that good. The song was not that good. The outfits were pretty good. I like them. The cards were really cute, but I mean I didn't even read this event. Like <laughs> I don't could I not could not arsed. tell you what happened in it. I I have no idea. Probably the same shit that always happens between double fake. You know. Double face was a cool thing they, for a while, yeah, but it's time. They're like phasing double face out. Straight up. I, I genuinely believe this. Yeah? Because Ma'am is getting a music video instead of double face next year. <clears throat> yes. And um, Kaku is not getting a theme scout. So he's not going to have any... Um, he's not for the have next any... two years? Fuck yes. For the next yes. cycle, yeah. Oh, God. Thank Fuck. Oh, that is such a relief to hear. <laughs> no, but he will still have event five stars, um, mm, and he's gonna have a feature scout. Yeah, so yeah, 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 yeah. The yeah. Uh, de- game developers for On Stars had an announcement where they basically gave, they have their their Soviet five year plan. They have a plan. Yes. We just finished up the last of the original feature scout run with HE. He was the last one, I believe. King, and of course he was the last one. That's so perfect. Yeah, no, that he was the sense. last guy in the original mm-hmm. feature scout run. Mm-hmm. I love that. On Stars is great actually. <laughs> I, I know I, I was thinking like, oh, well, what are they going to do after this? Are we only going to have like one gotcha? That would have been preferable uh, for me. I'm not really happy that, they, that they're doing another round of feature scouts, but whatever. Uh. So they announced that there would be another round of feature scouts, but they also announced that um, 
tour events will not be restricted to units, which I'm really, really, really excited about because one of the things that I miss the most when it comes to OnStars now versus the old era of OnStars is that you used to get events with literally anybody. Right! Like and Diner now, Live? Now shuffles are like the only times you really see characters who aren't already in units together, like, interacting. Mm. And so mm. tour events aren't going to be restricted to people who are in units together. Sweet pea. Our cat is meowing. <laughs> are you going to be annoying while we're recording? Okay, settle, settle in your chair. We have a chair that's right up to the window so he can look outside. So so it's really interesting how the like technical, businessy, completely unrelated to the fiction aspects of how Ensemble Stars runs its stories can like limit what kind of stories you get. Yeah. I guess we're opening up a new dimension. <laughs> um for character interaction. Um there's also gonna be another round of unit events. Um Baller. So we'll see some new songs, of course. We always were. Very exciting. Um, but they're going to keep doing tour events. So we haven't seen one of those in a, like a while. Mm -hmm. Since like the beginning of the year, I think. Since New Year's. Damn. Do you know, are they going to hit reset on the shuffles? I don't think they said anything about shuffles. Damn. I have no idea, honestly. I would love to see more shuffle. I think shuffle units are great. Speaking of... <laughs> okay, let's talk about Paradigm Reversi. Um, Nate texted me, like, <laughs> you have to watch the new video. It's unspeakable. <laughs> it's Lovecraft. He described it as having genuinely scared and upset him. <laughs> I really, really did not like this music video, to be honest. I've watched it several times now and i still don't like it <laughs> which is rare for him <laughs> yeah i usually even if i don't like an on stars music video at first i'll watch it several times and it'll grow on me but i really don't like this one <laughs> um, i don't like the song and i also don't like any of the visuals that happen during the video um it's pretty disappointing because thus far every shuffle has been good Shuffles are some of the best, like, songs and videos in the on-size catalog, in my opinion. Yeah, shuffles really tend to deliver. I think, honestly, the first few shuffles were rocky in that regard, but for the past year or so, yeah, shuffles can be counted on. Um, you know, I don't think this is all that bad. <laughs> I, I, will, I will go ahead and say that it's the worst shuffle video but it's not, it's not ungodly. There are some ungodly on Stars music videos. I, I, you know, I love the colors. I love the cards. I, I really like um, those kind of like cute, childlike, colorful, but like pastel kind of aesthetics. Um, I mean, I like rabbits. It's like consistently fun and interesting. Honestly, I kind of like it, I think. <laughs> the I... lyrics are so silly. I think it's so funny because by the end, the impression that I get from the song is that what they're saying is that they're all like miserable. That they're <laughs> like, well, we've decided that we're going to be okay with that. I mean, they're talking about like, you know, it's like the secret of life. It's your mindset is your bone set. Every feeling is good. Everything is good, even if it's 
bad you can turn right, it into because, something good because that's like Watudu's philosophy yeah and he's found a bunch of willing disciples that he can pass on <laughs> who are like no, sufficiently depressed and suicidal i love <laughs> that about this shuffle unit is that i do genuinely feel like all of these characters would follow a Watudu sort of philosophy um so that's really fun i haven't read the event uh at the time that we're recording this it's only been like a day or two since it started Mm. Um, and so I don't really know what's going on in it. Um, maybe we'll talk about it next episode. Maybe we won't. It's probably not <laughs> that important. We'll get to it eventually anyway. Yeah. <laughs> we'll years, be like but... changed. We'll be like entirely different people. We'll now. have kids. With different, um, different. Un- probably only distant memories of Ensemble Stars itself <laughs> at that point. <laughs> Of the days because, when, it, I mean, when on Starries roamed wild and free in the Kentucky prairie. There's gonna be like a point in time where we're gonna have the last episode where on Stars is like actually still going. And after that, it's just gonna be us digging through the archives. Yeah. That's terrifying. It's, it's so scary. What, <laughs> what will we do? Oh, God. Yeah, the news segments will be phased out. Probably most of the time. I bet there will still be cracklings of OnStars stuff even after it finishes. I feel like OnStars is one of those media franchises that has now lived for so long that if it dies, it's going to go supernova. I don't know. Um, I do feel like it's big enough. Like it has a big enough audience that if it just out of the blue shut down, it would be a huge deal. Um, But... I don't think there's any danger of OnStar shutting down soon. In fact, it seems that we're quite close to getting the full English release. Oh my god. (laughs) You're so good at segues, baby. I know. (laughs) But seriously, so last week, (laughs) the English version, the official English version of OnStars was dropped as a beta for... Now... Neither of us have looked at it, played it at all, because it's only available on Android <laughs> at the moment. And so Is it available in the U.S. yet? It's not available in the U.S. If you have an Android, it's not hard to get it either way. Oh, okay. Right. You can go on to, like, European uh, apps or whatever the fuck. <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't know how shit works, really. Uh, we, we are iPhone users, um... We're wanted by the law for this, but we know our rights. And, uh... So we, we haven't... I've seen screenshots here and there, but honestly, I don't have that much to say. I think it needs a lot of work in the translation department. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We Mostly for more consistency. I've seen a lot of translations that looked really good. I've seen some that were fine, and I've mm-hmm. seen some that were pretty bad. It's so jarring... With Mika was what Nate like sent me a ton of screenshots of. It's so mm-hmm. jarring when sometimes they translate Mika, you know, talking like a fucking country bumpkin, and sometimes they translate him with completely perfect grammar, and it turns all of his dialogue into this Pride and Prejudice ass like, oh, how I long for Oshisan's touch. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty jarring. Um, I have no idea what's going on with that, why they sometimes translate it and sometimes don't. And sometimes they, like, decide to half do it or they translate it very strangely. (laughs) Um, And I know it's hard. Like, translating is really hard. 
and so I'm holding out hope that when like the official official final version comes out it will be fine because I remember when the English OnStars website got leaked all of the translations were really really bad or just straight up stolen so I think that at this point since they have already like come so far to fix that it's just like at early stages now we have I, I have no idea when it will release like officially officially um I'm not really in any rush to get it but at the moment we don't know much I know they did go ahead and start Mika's feature scout run Mm. Or announce it. I don't know if it's actually going on right now. In the English app? Mm-hmm. Holy shit. They're, they're running cards. Yeah. Which I, I, just, wow. I didn't expect. So I don't know. Some, some people <laughs> in the U.S. are not going to be able to get those cards. No, because it's still, it's still like a beta version. So they'll likely be, oh. you can't even buy diamonds in the app. They wow. don't even let you buy them. But it was super controversial, right? Because... They required way more pre-registers from uh, U.S. Uh, citizens than people in Europe and Australia and Canada. Yeah, I understand I don't know that. Why. I understand the U.S. is big and populous, but like Canada, all of Europe and Australia. Where where do they demarcate the boundary of Europe? Is it just the Union? Is it just the I think it's. Union? I think it might just be like the UK and like I'm not quite sure. Okay, if it's I saw just people, no, the I have, UK, most of my mutuals on Twitter are like not American, and so I saw a lot of like different people playing it from different countries, and some of them had to like work around, but most of them didn't. So I honestly have no idea. Damn. Um, but I do think it's kind of weird that, I mean, I would understand if it was a little bigger, but I is I think five times as big or four times as big uh, of yeah. a goal and so not that the rewards were all that great anyway because the interesting <laughs> thing about the English version is that it seems to be modeled after the Korean and Chinese versions of the app and not the Japanese version really I think that they just have a foreign version and a Japanese version I yeah guess. basically there's like different fe- uh, a few different technical features and cosmetic differences wow. obviously there's not that much of a difference i wonder how long they had this in production like like because you know i felt like they really should have taken the opportunity to start releasing it in english when on stars music came out but maybe just with everything else they were doing, that was just too big an ask. But mm-hmm. then they like started working on it afterwards. Or did it really take them until last year to realize that they needed to, until last year when they got that nasty shock of the wiki, that mm-hmm. they realized they needed to like start taking advantage of this very serviceable English speaking. I don't think the wiki had anything to do with it. I think that the reason that they decided to have all the stories taken off the wiki was because they were planning an English release fairly soon. I think that's what makes the most sense. Um, And I don't know when or why they decided to do an English version. I mean, personally, (laughs) I thought OnStars was never going to have an English release because I felt like it had just been too long and there was too much backlog to translate. But I guess they intend to go on forever. (laughs) Now I feel like, now now it seems like because of the reboot, um, they're only going to be translating news stories probably. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's a lot less to like go back and translate. Um, And... 
two years is a, still a pretty sizable gap between a Japanese and English release version for like similar games, but it's not it, it's not like too much like to handle. Mm-hmm. It's not like so far back that you'll never catch up. You know if I mean, you know what I mean. How how would they how would they ever catch up? Do they? You don't catch up. It's just far. not like a ridiculous. It's like imagine if like they started right now with like fucking soccer fest. Yeah. Like they, yeah. it would be too far. People. <laughs> Fuck, that would be so funny though. People reading in English would be so far behind everybody else at that point that they wouldn't be able to like be like the same fan base. That makes sense. Yeah. Whereas like with other translations. Um, so like the Korean version, Taiwanese version, and Chinese version, they're also behind the Japanese version, and so it, I'm assuming they pos- also wouldn't want the English to like be before that. So it wouldn't have made sense for them to also come out at the same time, because like they could have released English at the same time as I mean they could have done this whenever, but I don't know like financially what it would have been the most profitable time for them to do it. <laughs> but they could have done that, but then the um I guess we're not business experts. English would be at the same time as Japanese, but then you would have all these other servers that would be behind English and I doubt they would want to have the English come out like at the same time as Japanese. So they yeah. could have been like translating these for I don't know, however long. I want to do an episode, like, really digging into the the history of, like, OnStar's translation up to the release of this official English version. Um, yeah. Hopefully we can do some journalism, some proper journalism, and figure out uh, some <laughs> things about what went on at Happy Elements behind the scenes. Um, I would really love to, yeah. We will definitely do an episode like that in the future. It probably won't be until after the English version is out, though, officially and in everywhere. <laughs> um, we have a few other things that I want to bring up. Um, HE's most recent feature card is super sexy. Oh, yeah. HE's feature scout. We have been waiting forever because he was the last one. And so I, w- I knew that he was going to be next. And they really did hit me back to back to back on those feature scouts. Right. Because... <laughs> It was Ritsu, and who was before that? I just um, know that um, Hajime and Ritsu and Aichi were, were within, like, five Future Scouts of each other. <laughs> they were, like, the last last ones. But um, I really like the card. I think it's really, really good. It's so cute. His outfit is spectacular, and he's really sexy, so... Yeah, baby. I haven't read this Future Scout it's... because... I don't know if you can handle it. At the <laughs> like I, we're really busy. Uh, that H outfit is something that I would expect to see on a knight's character, but it's like super my style, and I, I, yeah, I really love it. I also adore the new event outfits. The shuffle music video sucks, but those cards are all worth getting, even the ones of the characters I don't give a shit about. They're they're great. The colors are so fun and easy on the eyes. And the Ritsu scout that came out before that. Oh my god. Ritsu has always been, like, the character that they whore out to the fans the most. Besides maybe Rey. I think Rey has, like, a hard win on, like, them. Like, he is... um, 
damn, I bet that he win is was hard. The... <laughs> He's like the fan service character. Yeah, okay. But Ritsu is a fan service character too. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially more recently. And they really outdid themselves. Uh, wow. He looks so good. That and card I really feel did. manipulated, but it worked. <laughs> <laughs> so. That card did take me out. I spent all of the dia that I had on it. Um, I didn't get it, so yay for me. <laughs> I have been saving for the Ritsu's Future Scout before it actually happened. I had been saving for like a, a year almost probably, and I spent diamonds here and there like within that year, but I had many thousands of diamonds <laughs> that I did not get him with. <laughs> um, but the card was not a disappointment. It is so good mm-hmm. and his little story is so cute um so I've, i'm very satisfied with it even though i didn't get it oh poor baby uh and i want to talk about the april fools video because it's definitely like i think the actual funniest april fools thing that on stars has ever done the space battle shit was great but um, it was not the pure dose of entertainment that Bukabu Stars uh, represents. They they do like an XD random thing, and it shouldn't work, especially from Happy Elements, a big multinational corporation. But um, it does work. It's fucking funny that a buffalo just shows up, and it's Madara, and. It's just there for the rest of the song. And then it explodes, yeah. The dove Wataru that shows up looks so fucked up. It looks like it just peed down its leg and it's embarrassed. It like always, he like always looks like that. Wataru always looks like that, yeah. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> it, yeah, it's, it's good. Uh, and Koga, yeah, great job. It was, it was fine. Totally fine. I thought it was kind of funny and cute and entirely harmless to my OnStars experience. Let's talk about the gotcha story that we read this week. Fresh Green Martial Artist is the third OnStars gotcha story. Yeah, we're on that. We're only on three. We keep, <laughs> we keep doing other stuff. And it Plus we had to do the stars. Story. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It is actually, it is, this is exciting. This is a milestone. It is the first OnStar story we have read that was written by Yuki Yoshino. God. Wow, really? Yes. Yet yeah, dread queen of the underworld, Yuki Yoshino. God bless. <laughs> we, I'm a, Yuki Yoshino is, I want to be fair. I want to be fair because this woman has worked so hard in the service of something that I love. And I appreciate that. But Yuki Yoshino is a completely average, typical gacha game writer. And Akira is a genuinely incredible writer by any measure. And... He makes her shit look like shit. I I feel like if her stories weren't directly like being put on the same footing as Akira's stories, that I would not have a problem with her writing. But the thing is that like 
sure all the other writers that work on on stars do take direction from him on character and stuff but you can just tell that the characters just are never like quite right especially um these days where the characters are so developed um i feel like back when this gotcha was written the characters weren't set in stone enough that it even makes that much of a difference but i i do feel like you can you can tell that these characters are akira's babies and in his hands they glitter like magic (laughs) and no one else knows how to handle them Mm. yeah it's really really hard to have to write like a essentially canon fan fiction yeah fan fiction where like I mean, it's not because, you know, she doesn't get to just write whatever she wants, but she does have to write someone else's characters, and that's really hard. We've been too generous and nice to her. She's a freak. (laughs) (laughs) I don't respect this woman. She's a freak. She loves Yandere Izumi. She loves, she like revels in how uncomfortable Kaoru makes Anzu feel. I'm getting ahead of myself, but... She's gross. She's straight and gross. As opposed to Akira. <laughs> He's gay and gross. <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, this story was written by Yuki Yoshino, and you can tell. It's fucking boring compared to everything that came before it. I feel like it was super unstructured. I mean, which is kind of ironic because it did actually have a very um, formal structure to it actually it was two stories split into one and they were both three chapters long and they just explored the dynamic of two characters so we have the first story which is about soma and kato and the second story which is about kuro and tetora but both of them are pretty fucking directionless soma and kato just kind of hang out and bicker and kuro and tetora just kind of have a sparring match There's some cute stuff, but mostly the only part that I actually enjoyed reading even a little bit was the stuff with Kuro in it, just because I like Kuro so much. Yeah, it's boring, non-consequential, doesn't matter at all. And that's, like, fine. There's tons of on-star stories that are like that, and some of them I really like, so I wouldn't say that's necessarily a criticism but i don't feel like these character dynamics were like at this point like rich and developed enough to carry something like that yeah i pretty much agree with that um it's weird because like kato doesn't seem to like soma or want him around at all (laughs) and there's like nothing compelling about that right because you know every like acting coach and writing coach will tell you like the worst thing for a character is apathy and and that's like what defines kato's opinion on soma like i don't really want you around but whatever and then soma's just weird and he does weird shit and that's his thing his thing of carrying a giant sword to school and no one ever stops him even when he does try to weld it which is his ongoing thing but Kuro, like I said, Kuro was charming. Um, his dramatic death was funny and cute. Um, <laughs> I also, Nate probably knows this already, but I thought I'd share this with the class. Uh, something in the translator's note. Something that the translator noted um, was that uh, Nodana, which Kuro calls Kato, can mean either my master or my husband. So 
That's <laughs> incredible. <laughs> I, it's the simplest thing, but um, OnStars really has been saying gay rights all this time. For sure, for sure. OnStars started out like gay, so. Yeah, sure. I because feel like it always like, has been, basically. Because like H.E. was in it. Yeah. Um, now uh, let's talk about uh the event story which was also written by yuki yoshino and this one i can't say it's boring but uh, it... <laughs> no okay. it's, well, it's not boring but it is unbearable <laughs> right no because it's got yuki yoshino's greasy little paw prints like all over it she it freaked it up humorously it is it feels like a crack fanfic <laughs> yeah it's it's basically Yamenosaki High School Host Club. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. Um, this is the Undead Butler Cafe event. And um, it is... Yeah, it's bad. This was sort of Karu's first proper story. So sad. That is so fucking sad. It's tragic, but... It makes you know, him look so awful. Karu didn't really appear much in any of the prior stories. This mm-hmm. is like... People got to know Kaoru like this. People read this and were like, that one's my favorite. Some people did. Yeah. I said this about Izumi last time, but like at that point, if you love the character based on that alone, you must really have a thing for nasty guy. You must be Yuki Yoshino. <laughs> the thing is that it's it's funny, but only because it's like so upsetting. Yes. Karu doesn't even like girls. No. <laughs> He's <laughs> overcompensating to like a truly, truly disheartening and amount. even here, this is not, to me, this is not convincingly the behavior of someone who likes girls. No. He's primarily using girls as an excuse to not have to deal with things. He'll, mm-hmm. I, I feel like half the time when he says he's going on a date with a hot girl, he just wants to stay home. Yeah. <laughs> um, he somehow convinced everyone else in Undead that he just shouldn't have to come to practice when he doesn't <laughs> want to because he's probably on a date or something. Which I mean, the only person he really had to convince was Ray. I don't how how was Ray convinced? I know Ray is a fucking idiot. He's the stupidest (laughs) fucking character. But like, this is really unbelievable. I think Ray knows Kaoru is gay, right? Yeah. I think Ray knows that Kaoru is fronting. And I think that he just lets him not come to practice because it'll be fine either way. And he's so fucking tired. Maybe so. Undead. Let me say this about Undead. Undead really does not have a very cohesive group dynamic. Mm -mm. Part of it is Adonis. It's so hard to do anything with him. They never figured out like how to anything make him about a character. Him? They, they never figured never out figured out anything like, every other about character him? developed into someone. Even Soma a little. Oh well. I don't know. <laughs> a little. Soma, no, Soma get, I well, feel like Soma's and Adonis are on similar terms as far as character development goes. They have like one or two like stories that are just really about them and the rest of the time they're just kind of weird background characters. I think Soma's gotten a little more attention, but um 
I don't know. Maybe I've just not read enough of Adonis. But anyway, Adonis is part of that. He sucks the life out of any group dynamic that he occupies. That's not true. He, I really like his Marine Bio story. Oh, I haven't read that. Well, we'll get to it eventually. But he, he has a cute little gotcha. That'll be Marine awesome. Bio gotcha. Um, I mean, no fucking hate on Adonis. I think it's so unfortunate how he got did. But mm-hmm. um, as a reader, you know, I, I, I have to complain. Um, but also, like, Kaoru doesn't really like or care about anyone in Undead that much. No, God bless. Uh, <laughs> it seriously him. feels like he's at this, even still at this point in the story of, like, 2022 on stars, yeah. it feels like Kaoru is peripheral to Undead. Kaoru is, like, friends with Rei, but, like, Undead friends. as a whole. <sighs> like, I guess, I guess there's, like this weird obsession that Koga has with Rei. But that they're, they're not much of anything, honestly. Yeah. Like, like, together as a unit. Yeah. I feel like I enjoy undead characters even less now because they're, like, basically only in undead stories, and I just don't care. Yeah, for sure. We're still kind of in the phase of the story at this point where the focus is like repeatedly brought back onto Anzu. Like mm-hmm. every character is like, you know, they're just talking about their day to day, and then they're like, by the way, I'm so great. We wouldn't have any of this if not for Anzu. Yeah. She definitely, I feel like she is almost non existent in stories now, and that's not true. She still does stuff. She makes people outfits. She's like there <laughs> for them. They talk to her. Uh. But I feel like... She's a character here. She's a character-ass character. They're trying... In the beginning, I definitely feel like they tried to, like, make the reader feel like the characters were paying attention to them. And I don't feel Mm. like they're so focused on that anymore. Because everyone's more into the characters paying attention to each other. Because that's, like, how good storytelling works, really. Right. And Anzu isn't a character, so it's not very interesting, Mm -hmm. you know, when it's just her and other characters. Because it's basically other characters just talking to themselves. It's kind of interesting here, though. Just for what it says about Yuki Yoshino. Yeah. Anzu is only here... To be essentially sexually harassed constantly by Kaoru. Incessantly. It is so unpleasant how they characterize Kaoru here. I thought at the end, like, I had this moment at the end where, like, Koga got this card. Koga got this, like, four-star card of him, like, feeding Anzu with those ugly glasses on, and he was blushing, and it was like, oh, I understand now. Kaoru is written as a slime ball so that Koga can seem like a heartthrob by comparison. <laughs> but then the end of the story came. Uh-huh. And I don't know if I still felt that way, because... Anzu ran away. At the end of the story, Anzu runs away from undead because she is so uncomfortable being around them. Mm -hmm. The only one that she feels like is not actively dangerous is Adonis. I I also, I noticed something interesting. Undead won. They won the school festival with their host club. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting, though, because it does mean that all the other school festival stories from this point forward have to be about losing. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, they signed themselves up for that, which is, I mean, I'm not opposed to that as a story choice. But no. It's no. very interesting. 
Did they win? I don't even remember. They won, bro. I wrote it down because I was like, this is so weird. This doesn't make any goddamn sense. Mm -hmm. They would not have won. No way would they have won. Bro, Valkyrie and Switch put on that incredible, artful haunted house. Yes. What the hell? Why didn't they win? Seriously. They they (laughs) won because at the end, Karu and Koga and Adonis in red. (laughs) I don't know why I said all their names in (laughs) red. All of the members of Undead, this is the this is Fall the into shit. A pile that, into each other's views. This is the shit they don't teach you in On Star School. All of the Undead characters had an orgy at the end of the story. <laughs> but for real, the way that it's written is so funny. Karu is like, oh no, I'm slipping. I can't believe I'm gonna fall into the chest of another guy right now. And, a, and, and then I'm <laughs> like, shit, you got me tangled up in this. Now I'm falling too. And they all fall into this big pile. No, like, right, they fall onto Ray, and Ray is like, Adonis, can you please help me out of this orgy? And Adonis just says, I will protect the weak. <laughs> he literally says that, and it's. It's, it's so like they're make, funny. He it's like had they're so, already making fun of how little of a character yeah, he is. He has in the so third little story. character that instead of actually replying to like what Ray said, he just stated his only personality trait. <laughs> it was incredible. I it's the funniest like scene in any OnStar story I've ever read. So Butler Cafe has that for it, I guess, and nothing it has, else. It has every single member of the tea club show up briefly, Fuck, although that's they so don't true. interact. I didn't that. So Ritsu shows up, and he's just a bitch the whole time, which is so funny. He wasn't that mean. He he. I feel like he was an appropriate amount of rude because considering that he is doing a favor for his brother, he he I deserves like, it. I felt like he was a bitch world. to Naru. I feel like how they talk to each other. (laughs) Okay, maybe I don't understand a warrior's bond. You just don't get it. Yeah. And then Hajime shows up and sews all of their outfits. I think the most baffling part of this story, like the most baffling scene in this story, is Orikaru is talking to Hajime and uh, Anzu, and he wants Anzu to make all their outfits, and she's like, I am making, like, 60 other outfits. I don't have the time. And Hajime's like, I'll help. And Karu's like, if the hands of another man <laughs> touch the Are clothes that the I creation. wear, Karu only won't... shops at ethically sourced female-made clothing <laughs> stores. He was like, I will not wear them. And Hajime's like, oh, man. And Auntie's like, look, I can't do it without him. And he's like, no, listen, I, you, I am making you do it. And you do have to do it alone. Because if that guy touches my clothes, I won't be able to wear them. Doesn't Kaoru in the end, like, give he, it up? Yeah, no, what he does is he's like, okay, you can do them by your, or you can have him help you if you come up to my butler cafe oh right and let me date rape you (laughs) fuck it was really really horrible now i know why nazana decided to strangle him when he found out that he went on a date with hanjime yes because kaoru is like a confirmed predator that he never acts like this and like i really like kaoru i've read a lot of his stories yeah he's not like this here's the thing though yuki yoshino's stories are not canon 
<laughs> the, even Akira, like, will just retcon, retcon yeah, yeah. her stories if he doesn't like it. She just has to deal with that, I guess. Yeah, that's kind of sad, but she did write this disgusting shit. Yeah, so. no, I am of two minds about this lady because... Obviously, it would be nice for her if she got to have creative control on a project she clearly is invested in. And um, it sucks she has to be subordinate. It sucks for her. But it's great for the world. (laughs) Finally, Eichi shows up. And he says this shit that's so interesting to me. Rei is like, essentially, I can't believe that you're helping me. We've been enemies for so long. And Eichi says, I've accepted that it's for the best. The school abides by peace. If everyone became a dependent on the student council's protection, the students at this school would have lost all their competitive spirit and become living corpses. But that girl in Trickstar prevented that from happening. Do you think Aichi really believes the shit he's saying there? I think that Aichi saying that he lost the war for the better is in character, but I do feel like the way that he's talking about it like is the a little argument confusing. he builds. Yeah. If he could come to that conclusion so quickly, then why did why did he not give up earlier? I don't know. I feel like I have known, but I don't know in this moment. All moments. I've are definitely connected. almost certainly thought about it before. Yeah. Well, um, that's basically all I have to talk about, except for like you know, there were some little funny quotes, people threatening each other, like they do in uh, On Star Stories, people being misogynists. All the all the great classic shit. <laughs> the stuff you look for in On Stars. The story is not very enjoyable, but at least it's not too long. Yeah. Uh, I don't recommend it. Even if like if you're a diehard undead fan and for some reason you haven't read this one, go ahead and read it. You might like it. I don't know. <laughs> but uh... for most people, I don't think you're gonna really get anything out of this story because it's just unpleasant, out of character and uh, does almost nothing for the the plot of On Stars. So it is. Funny. I would skip it. I it is honestly... funny if you enjoy, like because it's almost satirical sounding. Like when you're yeah. reading it, because it's like so ludicrous. If that's something that you enjoy, you'll find it funny. Um, but I don't think it's worth it. I don't think the last, except for that one bit at the very end. <laughs> um, honestly, I found it funny enough that I would recommend it over Circus. Yeah, um, Circus. I mean, okay, the part of Circus where H.E. monologues to the lion is required reading for all On Stars fans. But other than <laughs> that, there's not really anything of value in Circus. Mm. My suggestion would be to still read Circus or skim it. I really... For, for all that Circus is drawn out and padded for no real reason... I do feel like there's a lot of genuinely good interactions and character moments in it. So I would still suggest that, especially if you like any of the main characters in it. Uh, but I, it's not, like, all that relevant. Um, so if you don't want to read it, then don't. This one, if you're thinking about reading it, you probably shouldn't, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> but no yeah. one's thinking about reading it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, there were people, the people who translated this shit back in the day and like posted it on their live journal were loving it. There are some people who will love it. If you're those people, <laughs> thank you for your service to this nation. On Stars Nation. Okay, so we didn't 
nation. We didn't prepare for an ending bit. We didn't. Wait, okay. What on stars characters would wear leopard print? That's a terrible one. I'm not doing that one. <laughs> what? Are there OnStars cards with leopard print? Wait, okay, okay. What if, okay, no, this is too elaborate. Say it, no, say it, bitch. What if we assigned every OnStars unit a doll line? Baby, that would be you just doing that. That would be just you, baby, but I kind of want to hear it. No. I kind of do want to hear it, though, baby. No. Do you have some ideas, at least? Who would be Barbie? Tell me who. Nice. Okay, wh- why? I don't know, because they... I mean, they don't fit, really, but, like, not, none of them are going to perfectly fit. So uh-huh. the same thing. Okay, so we're just going on vibe here. Okay, Knights is Barbie. Yeah. Who's Bratz? Bratz is undead. But then who's Monster High? I don't know who Monster High is. Valkyrie. Maybe, no. I think Valkyrie. Oh, maybe, yeah. No, I think Valkyrie okay, should be Monster v- High. Valkyrie could be Monster High. No, but <clears> the <throat> thing is that when you said the leopard print, I was like, oh, and that's more leopard print. But I was just thinking of, like, this Bratz line. <laughs> and I was like, damn, they have, like, really similar clothing. Aesthetic. No, no, no. I feel like Undead and Bratz could wear awesome, but, but also Crazy Bee and Bratz could wear. I also thought about Crazy Bee and Bratz, though. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I feel like Crazy Bee is more of a, like, um... Crazy Bee is more of a... Crazy Bee is the Mycene. <laughs> They're the Barbie version of Bratz, if you don't know. Yes! <laughs> okay, who are, who are the, who are the, like, oh, you who don't Who is Rainbow High? Fucking Rainbow High? Trickstar? Mm. Or? Oh, fuck. Alkaloid? Rainbow High ha- also has, like, the Shadow High, like, Thing. So, like, what? Who's the rainbow high and who's the shadow high? Bro, <laughs> crazy being double face? No. Where are you? What? There are no units that have like a duality theme. Nah, that's so There should be. Maybe there should be. That would be pretty cool. I mean, Switch is like the shoe in for that, obviously, mm-hmm. but they don't really have a duality theme. Mm. Switch is a little surprise. <laughs> okay, baby. You can just say that. I can't argue with you. Yeah. Um, it would be so fucking funny, actually, if there was, like, a dark Trickstar. <laughs> like, wait, Eden. <gasps> trickstar is right behind Eden is Shadow <laughs> Bro, there is a dark Trickstar. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, oh my, my god. god. Was, who's Twink? The <laughs> Twinkies They're twins, like... so they're the Mary Kate Nelson dolls. Okay. There were so many of those, and they were really good. Um, Who's American Girl, <sighs> Mama? I was, I was. Well, I guess American girls are fashion dolls. They talk about them on your doll YouTube channels that you. Yeah, watch. some of them do. Rabbits is American yeah, Girl. Rabbits. Holy fuck. Um, who is Lika Chan? I don't even know who Lika Chan is. Um, Lika Chen is very, very, hmm. Oh, shit. This thing? Lika Chan is her? this thing. Yeah, no, I've seen her. She's yeah, like she's a little so shoujo cute. doll. She's so cute. She is um, pretty cute. Um, well, she kind of gives me rabbits vibes. No, or Fine vibes. So. No, yeah. No, definitely. Okay, Fine. Mm-hmm. 
Like, I feel like Tori Obviously. would wear some of these outfits. Bronco vibes here. <laughs> Another signing shuffle. Ryusatai is obviously action figures. Yeah, but action figures. Well, yeah, okay. I, I'll is, accept this. Is there an, like Power Rangers. Is there an action figure themed fashion doll? I have no idea. I have not the one that I've seen. Oh, they got miraculous ladybug shits. I'm not seeing much except miraculous ladybug dolls, though. <laughs> the rainbow high dolls are ugly. I like them. I do not. I do not. Cannot. Who are the who are the fucking who are the fucking Disney princess dolls that they only sold at Disney parks? Switch. <laughs> no. <laughs> I already told you. Maybe is honestly, that's Fine. Fine. That's got to be Fine. Yeah, yeah, I was also. Um, I don't know. I mean, who says they have to be one unit to a doll line, right? <laughs> or one doll line. I wish line I had encyclopedic. Unit encyclopedic knowledge of every doll line okay we'll go acquire that and then we'll see you on the next episode bye bye <laughs>